The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction. Void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. Hello, and welcome to the Pride of Detroit POD cast. Hello, it's free agency. It's, the, it's almost the start of the league calendar year. It's not quite free agency. It's the tampering period. We're going to talk about it on a mini Pride of Detroit POD cast from prideofdetroit.com, Pride of Detroit on Twitter, Pride of Detroit on Facebook, Pride of Detroit dot on twitch.tv slash Pride of Detroit. Download the podcast from Apple Podcasts, Google's Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, iHeartRadio. We, we do this every week. You you know, I, I keep doing the same thing. We should just jump right in. I'm Christopher Fett, the adequate host, being super adequate. Jeremy Reisman, the fearless leader at Detroit Online. Thanks for the intro, uh, Mrs. Doubtfire. Appreciate that. Hello. Uh, and uh, Mr. We had a wardrobe malfunction here right before the show started. Ryan Matthews, the rock god at Ryan underscore POD, who uh, realized he was wearing the same sweatshirt as Jeremy did on camera. And did very um, drastic things in front of us to make sure that wasn't the case. Yeah, I don't know. I, we're, we're all we're all human beings here. I took my shirt off and put a new one on. It's not a big deal. I mean, everybody at home missed the show, but it is what it is. I'm 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 not gonna. I there's something I really want to comment on, but I'm not gonna say while the recorder is running. Hey, so. if you can do it, good. Never do it for free, right? So that's true. Uh, let's talk about free agency, or as some Lions fans are already going, why isn't the Lions doing anything? But who cares about them? Let's talk about the Lions moves the actual they actually have made and what moves will be coming up. So I think the big one to start here, Jeremy, as we dive into here a, a day or two before the league calendar year, Big one off the top is probably Tracy Walker getting a three-year deal worth uh, 17 million guaranteed up to $25 million. And uh, that's the big signing. And I think the lions have committed to Walker as their big free, as their big safety leader of that secondary, maybe we'll see, but yeah, he gets the money. Yeah. It it was, it it kind of felt like a 50, 50 shot at, at, at at times, whether he was going to come back or not. And, um, I think the deal is kind of telling, like you said, three years, 25 million, but 17 of that, 
you know, almost, what is that? Like two thirds of it almost guaranteed. Yeah, yeah that's about, yeah, two thirds guaranteed. Yeah. So that's, I mean, that's essentially like, he's probably going to live out the entire, we still have to see how it's broken down and, and full contract terms aren't out yet, but it feels like he's going to live out the entire three years of that. So, you know, that's about 8 million a year, which is uh, I think about what, people assume the market value would be for him. No one really expected him to go over 10 million or anything like that. So uh, a fair deal. I'm, I'm a big Tracy Walker fan. I'm a big Tracy Walker truther. I, I, I think, you know, I, I think this coaching staff is right for him. I, I, he obviously wanted to come back. I think the, the coaching staff really wanted to bring him back, but he hasn't reached the peak of what I think he can do. And I think, I think if any coaching staff is going to get that out of him, it, it's the one that he's currently in. Cause he was super motivated last year. The first half of the season, like he was playing like a top five safety. It fell off a little bit towards the end of the year, but I think overall, if, if the lines and here's, here's the other key here, if the lines can get someone to pair with him on the other side, man, I, I think we, we, we could see a pro bowl level safety in, in, in Tracy Walker. And if he reaches that level, like this is going to look like a steal. I, I think that this kind of emerged. I know it happened um, relatively early on uh, in the day, but it was kind of like the most, it was the first like significant thing that the lions have done all day uh, in terms of, you know, what people have been expecting. But just before this, we caught wind of Quandre Diggs getting a three year, $40 million deal. So seeing what Tracy ended up getting seemed like a really reasonable or reasonable, you know, uh, agreement that the lions and and Tracy had come to, because I'm with you, Jeremy, like there's times that Tracy Walker looks like one of the best safeties in the league. There's times where it looks like, he should be a rotational player. And I think just getting some more stability and getting some more consistency out of the players around him, I think will let him do a little bit more of the things that he ultimately should be doing in Detroit, the freelancing stuff, playing the deep safety, letting him do those kind of things. Hopefully the lions can add some players to help Tracy Walker do that because I mean, that turns, you know, the three year $25 million deal into a pretty good deal into like an incredible deal for the lions. Yeah, I think that seems to be the big takeaway from it. You mentioned what Quandre Diggs got. Like the Lions, the Lions were really smart as far as this contract. And I think you you know the guys who've been playing for you. And I think if they they think Tracy Walker has the upside, you go ahead and see what you can get further down the line. It does. It's not as good. I think we've talked about this before. It's just not good business to be chasing guys away and then immediately bringing in someone else to replace it when you know what they can do in house already. Like, yeah, like Quandre Walker. Diggs, like, like, yeah, like Quandre. I mean, we can go back to Patricia years all you want for that, but you knew what Tracy Walker is capable of, you know, his downsides too, but you also know his upsides. So yeah, keeping him in house is uh, great. And I think uh, Jeremy real quick, just real quick. One sentence answer. The Lions still in the safety market. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, no question. Yeah. It, they yeah. need someone to pair with him. Kyle Hamilton. <laughs> Marcus Williams. Marcus Williams. Uh, let's move over to linebackers, though, real quick. Um, Alex Anzalone back uh, a bit surprising. His Instagram post kind of had made it seem like he was, you know, I, I don't know. Well, it was it was like all athlete Instagram posts. It was vague and cryptic. But I think what we had taken away from it was he was either done with the game or probably moving on to another chapter in his life, which meant probably meant not the Lions, but. He's resigned one-year deal up to four million. I think this is fantastic. I liked Alex Anslow and what he did last year. I liked his presence on the team. I liked, you know, I, I don't know if he if you can say he's a leader of the linebacker unit, but he's definitely 
he definitely, he, he has that familiar with the coach familiarity with the coaching staff from new Orleans. He seems like just a good foundation, a good piece to have around and just a good leader in that, in that unit. So the, the idea of bringing Alex back speaks well to me. I think a lot of people are freaking out about this one and I'm, I'm going to try to talk people down a little bit because one, we don't really know the contract terms up to 4 million does not mean a one year, $4 million deal. doesn't mean he's going to count 4 million against the cap. We still have to wait for those contract deals to come out. And when it says up to 4 million, it's usually going to be a lot less than that. So I would expect between two and 3 million probably, which in the long scheme of things, isn't that much. It's not even that much of a, a, a raise for him compared to last year where I think he had like 1.175 million. But here's the thing I always have to remind people about free agency. It's about creating t- contingency plans. Whereas if you aren't able to get either a big time free agency or, or the guy you wanted in the draft doesn't fall to you, you need to have a backup plan. You need to have someone capable of starting. And that's what I think the signing is. I think it's Alex Anzalone coming in, being a leader, being a guy that knows the system, being the guy that, that the lines are comfortable with. If in a pinch, he has to start, but also not committing to a guy long enough where it's like, Linebacker is not off the table. They are not putting Alex Anzalone in pen in the starting lineup with this contract. They just aren't because one, it's a one-year deal Two, He's kind of aging and three, the, the, the deal itself is just not big enough. So now they've got a guy who they know is going to be a good locker room presence. They know he can play in a pinch and now go see what happens. Maybe a good linebacker falls to you at 32 or 34 in the draft. Maybe there's a linebacker still out there in free agency that you want to get. I think this is an extremely safe signing. It's not one to get super excited about. It, it's not, it's not like the lines are like, Oh my God, we love this guy. We're, we're going to make him our starter. We're going to make him our lead. Like, no, they would have given him a longer contract if that was it. It's just a guy to kind of fill in the spot and a guy that they know and trust in case, you know, plan a doesn't work out and that's fine. Yeah, it's fine. Um, I also don't really like it. Um, <laughs> yeah. I, I, I understand it. And, yeah. and I agree with you completely, Jeremy, like it's a contingency plan. It's a guy who, um, you know, was, was given, was given the keys to, to the system, you know, keys to the defense last year in terms of, you know, what he talked about after the Lions had announced his resigning saying that, you know, the, you know, the coaches trusted in him to do things that he hadn't been given those type of responsibilities before, um, you know, in new Orleans and he was given them here in Detroit. Um, I, I just Alex Anzalone is a, a guy that I, I really want to see on a very limited basis. Like if, if he's a guy that the team is running back out there to play significant snaps at linebacker, I'm, I'm concerned. Like I'm concerned about it. I mean, you're, you're we're talking about a guy who had the highest miss percentage rate uh, on tackles for, for linebacker when it, when it, you know, in the NFL last season, I, I'm, I'm not encouraged by this, but I'm also not, you know, I'm, I'm not discouraged by it at the same time. Like, it's like, it's fine. It's whatever. Like you said, it's up to 4 million. I'm not going to, you know, light my hat on fire because, because, you know, it's one year, $4 million. It's just something that doesn't really inspire any confidence. And I hope that it is just a contingency plan. It's not, we're going to go into the season and we're comfortable with Alex playing 800 snaps again. Like that's not anywhere I want this team to be. I'm going to put away my party hat then. Okay, fine. <laughs> I like, I like him as a leader. That's, that's I, I don't know. I, it's fine. Speaking, fine. You can be, you can be a good leader and not be great at football. Yes. <laughs> sure. Yeah. It, yeah. Yeah. That's there's still a worth to that. Sure. Let's go. Yeah. Well, let's go. Uh, we're a little late in this. We'll go rapid fire in a couple of these. And then after the break, I want to talk about what looks ahead. Um, Tim Boyle is back. One Don't year deal. It's going to happen. 
I told we you. knew it was going to happen. We knew it was going to happen as much as we were like, there's got to be better backup quarterbacks out there than this. We, we predicted it. We said that, you know, for whatever reason, front offices still seem in love with trying to figure out Tim Boyle's arm. And so he gets $1.75 million. I like I, it's been, I, I think Ryan is with me here. I I've been firmly in the, I don't care about the Lions backup quarterback at this point in the right. rebuild camp. And that's where I'm at right now. And so they're not spending a lot on Tim Boyle, 1.75 million. And I think what is that? 1.5 of it is guaranteed. So he's probably likely on the roster, even if the Lions do add a quarterback, but I, I just don't care. I'm sorry. Backup quarterback is not a priority right now. It's a one-year deal. So if they find a, a better backup next year and, and they're, or if they draft a guy and, and golf is the backup or whatever, like it's just not a big deal. I don't, I, don't I, I get the physical tools are there. I don't know if he's ever going to be the guy that, that can be a, a full-time backup. But one thing that, that we also always have to remember is like last year were his first starts ever. It was kind of like his rookie season. So yeah. as much as you hated his performance out there, it was his first career start. So maybe back off a little bit. All right. Um, we also have Sean Williams, Dion Ham, um, Sean Dion Hamilton. Excuse me. I nearly butchered that up. Uh, was resigned. Safety Jalen Elliott was resigned. Um, Evan Brown resigned. One year, two million dollar deal. Uh, Ryan, any thoughts so far? Um, you know, Sean Dion Hamilton and Jalen Elliott are the special teams players that we all want them to be like Mm -hmm. that. Those are fine. Um, the Evan Brown thing though is really interesting because I think the lions get back a guy who is a very quality depth piece. Like it's interesting that the lions have absolutely shored up the, (laughs) the center position. Like they brought back Ryan McCollum too. So they have like a first, second and third string center. Um, not saying that baby. It's yeah, important. not saying that Evan Brown can't maybe potentially kick out and play guard um, in a pinch too. So, I mean, he's useful there. But I think the Evan Brown signing – I mean, this is somebody that like, you know, other sections of NFL Twitter were talking about like, hey, Evan Brown might be a nice, you know, value piece that we could get to come in and be a starter. Mm-hmm. Like this is – you know, and this is something that Dan Campbell really talked about during the Senior Bowl. Like, you know, he mentioned in that interview that he did on the sidelines about like, you know, it's always good to have offensive line depth and it's clear the Lions prioritize that. And Evan Brown is, he's a good player. Like that's really solid signing. Two, two quick notes on that. One, the Lions are basically returning their top 10 offensive linemen now. Like everyone is coming back. The only guys that, that aren't signed from last year are Tyrell Crosby and Will Holden. And I think the Lions can be fine without either of those guys. Um, so I, I find that interesting and, and obviously expectate they played pretty well last year at the, on the offensive line. If, if you get Frank Ragnow and, and Taylor Decker for a full season expectation is that might be a really, really good, uh, unit. And then, you know, all the young guys developing in the depths also helps out. The other thing is that, that the number is, is kind of interesting. Cause you're right. I, I kind of thought he was going to test the free agent market and maybe get a better deal, which is why I thought maybe the line should, te- you know, use maybe one of the restricted free agent tenders on him, which is worth 2.4 million. Lions got him back for 2.05 million. So they didn't need to do that. They, they got him back for less than a tender. Yeah. Then the tender and, and he decided to come back, which maybe is a, is a feather in the lion's cap because I think, I think he could have tested another, another feather in the more, another feather in the lion's cap for me seems to be the Josh Reynolds signing, which at this point, seeing what's been going on the free agency market with wide receivers right now feels like a, bit of a bargain. I, I know what yeah. we're getting off the off the board right now is the top shelf Wagyu meat of wide receivers. And Josh Reynolds is probably like a nice 
New York strip steak, but still it's a good price for the New York strip steak that the lions got at two years, 6 million. When, um, I'm, I'm looking at what Christian Kirk got paid. <laughs> well, yeah, this is, this is also a great lesson in don't react to initial contract terms and don't because- look for, don't look for, come on, lions do something within the first 24 hours. Cause people That's- are like overspending like crazy right now. But, but this was originally reported as a two year, $12 million deal up to $12 million deal. Mm-hmm. And people started freaking out because 6.6 million for, for Josh Rillen a year, maybe a little bit more than, than most people expected. Turns out it's really more of a two year, $6 million with a bunch of incentives uh, up there to, to potentially boost it to 12 million, but only a 2 million cap hit this year, 4 million next year could go up or down depending on some of the incentives that he hits or doesn't hit. But um, I think that's fantastic though. The lines are still very much in the, in the market for a wide receiver and um, maybe even two more. Um, they, they, we all know they were looking for this X receiver, this big outside guy, speedy guy. Josh Reynolds isn't that, but the dude performed pretty well down the stretch. Not, not great numbers, but good enough numbers where he deserves a shot at that wide receiver two job. I don't think he's going to give it, get it handed to him because the way this deal is formatted, they could get out of it after one year and basically recoup 3 million, a little bit more than 3 million of that 4 million cap hit for next year. So Nothing is guaranteed for Josh Reynolds beyond this year. And I don't even think the wide receiver two job is guaranteed for him, but it's, it's again, it's a nice contingency plan. It's a nice, like if he's your number two and you're only paying him 2 million this year, that's great. That's you're, you're doing fine there. And it frees up plenty of money. If you, lines want to get aggressive with that number one, they can. Yeah. I, I think Christian Kirk is the sloppy stakes of uh free agency so far, right? Like it's just something that there like, it is. Everybody's everybody's yelling at you that you can't do it, but the Jaguars did it anyways, man. The Jaguars <laughs> they are, can't stop you. They can't they stop can't. you from ordering a water and a steak. <laughs> no one's ever going to stop the Jaguars, man. It's a dangerous night. Uh, let's take a break. Uh, on the other side, we are going to look at that wide receiver market, and we are going to look at some of the other wide re- uh, free agents we are looking at here, and who is left to sign as we are recapping. Monday's free agency here on the Pride Detroit POD cast. Hey, this is Scott Galloway, author, professor, entrepreneur, and most importantly, host of the Prop G podcast. We got a special series running on right now called The Future of Work, where I answer all your questions on, surprise, The Future of Work. Questions including, what are we missing when we work remotely? Or how do we handle work-life balance when a major opportunity comes knocking? From the provocative to the technical, we're offering insights you won't want to miss. So tune in to The Future of Work, a PropGPod special sponsored by Canva. You can find it on the PropGPod wherever you get your podcasts. Mother's Day is around the corner. Find the perfect gift for the mom in your life with a stunning piece of jewelry from Blue Nile. From timeless pearls to dazzling gemstones, Blue Nile has something she'll adore. Need it fast? Most items can ship overnight. Plus, enjoy guaranteed free shipping and returns. Don't miss our special Mother's Day deals. Save big on the season's most beautiful trends. For a limited time, get up to 50% off by going to BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. 
Right, Detroit POD cast part two of day one of free agency of like, not, not actually, you know what? It's not even day one. It's day minus two. <laughs> sure. I, I don't, I, God, this calendar makes no sense. Considering also, by the way, over the weekend and like Friday, so much, these deals were already in place anyway. It, it's almost like the tampering period is now the new start of free agency. Kind Free of, agency yeah. is just kind of whenever, man. We hit March and it's like, yeah, sure, do what you want. Have stuff in place. We all know you've been working on these deals anyway. Uh, to that point, wide receiver still remains a big uh, need for the Detroit Lions. Be, either, be it through the draft, looking elsewhere. I don't think the uh, Josh Reynolds thing means they're done at all. As we said, we still need a they still need a big body outside, and they would like to get that big body outside. That said, though, Jeremy, um, looking at what Christian Kirk got paid, uh, averaging eighteen million a year, yeah, I think Allen Robinson is now outside. I, I mean, stranger things have happened, but I think he is he's on a shelf that the Lions cannot reach right now. I certainly not not at this point in the rebuild either. You can't be blowing your doors out to go get a high priced Allen Robinson when you still don't have your franchise quarterback. I think it's a conversation we need to have because I mean, you just look at the rumors and you look at some of the things the local beat is saying, some of the national beat is saying, they all say the lines are big in on wide receiver. They've, they've cast a wide net. They're calling everybody. They clearly want to address this position and Alan Robinson, Alan Robinson is going to cost a lot of money. And I don't a know lot. if the lines are, are, are going to throw the bag at him. I would not be surprised. I just wouldn't. Based on everything that we're hearing, it seems like this team aggressively wants an X receiver. And Alan Robinson is that dude. And you can question, you know, his production last year. You can question whether he's whether a wide receiver is worth 20 plus million, which is probably what he's going to get. Um, when, when you could potentially get one in free agency, but again, like there's no guarantee your guy in, in, in the draft is going to be there at 32 or 34. Maybe the lines get aggressive in, in the draft and trade up from 32 or 34. I doubt, I doubt they take one at two, but like, that's a big drop from two to 32, where I think a lot of people are projecting three, four, five, six wide receivers to go. And so if the lines want to take the guessing game out of it, they can go big. And it's going to cost him a lot of money. And, and a lot of people are going to like it because Allen Robinson's a popular name. He's a local guy. I think he's a, a borderline top 10 wide receiver when he's healthy. And, and if the dude ever gets a quarterback that can throw to him. But not but. great production last year. Very expensive. And, and I think the point that you brought up is, is really important to talk about too. Like, is the timing right to, to throw a, a huge three, four-year million-dollar deal or four, three, four-year deal um, for a 28 year old guy, is, is he going, are you going to be competing at, at a, at a level that's, that's worth it to throw yeah, the bag play, at someone let, like that? Let me play devil advocate real quick to myself too. It's like, you're not going to get a chance next year to get an Allen Robinson either. Probably like, not. I, I mean, mean, well, who knows? Some, there'll some be some other that, wide receivers on the market, but it won't be yeah. Allen Robinson right. is my point. Right. So I get it that if you want to be impatient and you feel like you can get it right now, it's just, I think what we had been talking about in the past is when I talk about them not having the, the, the quarterback they need right now for out to throw to Allen Robinson is how much money do you really want to give him on a year or two where the clock's ticking on his contract and you still have Jared Goff under center. 
Uh, two things. One, uh, Allen Robinson is really good. Okay, mm-hmm. I, I think I think that much can be stated. But I, I think what signing Allen Robinson clues us fans in on is how Detroit views themselves this season coming up. If yes. they sign Allen Robinson, then I think they view themselves as, hey, we're a team that can make some noise. Like we feel really confident about the steps that we made in the last quarter of the season, that if we sign one player who we've been talking about all off season long, if we sign that kind of player and that kind of player happens to be Allen Robinson, then we think that we can, we, we can make a run. We can do at, things. At we playoffs. can do things. Yeah. The, the second part of that is the way that Allen Robinson has elevated the level of play of very, very, Average is nice <laughs> to put it quarterbacks. Like, I, I mean, doesn't that seem like it fits right in with what's going on here in Detroit? Like, I mean, right. like, let, let's be That's honest. True. Yeah. I mean, in, in 2015, Blake Bortles has the year of his career when he throws for 4,400 yards and 35 touchdowns. I mean, that's the year that Allen Robinson pops off for, you know, 1,400 yards and 14 touchdowns. Right. Like, I, I mean, Allen Robinson goes to the Bears, right? And Allen Robinson's supposed to unlock Mitch Trubisky. And, you know, Robinson does not unlock Mitch Trubisky because he can only do so much. (laughs) But but I, I, yeah. So, so really what I want to say is like Allen Robinson lets me know who the lions think they are. That's, that's, that's the point that I'm getting. It's a bellwether. You're saying it's a bellwether. Yeah. Yeah. And and to their point, like if, if the lions go out and do that, what are other pieces do they really need on offense? Like where, where's the hole? Like it, it's quarterback, arguably, right? Maybe depends how you feel about tight end. And tight end forward. too. Yeah. I, I, think, I, I think undoubtedly, like the okay. question okay. is still quarterback, but right. as far as skill position players go, I mean, you're talking and about Andre Swift, yeah. TJ Hawkinson, Allen Robinson. Like and at that point, you don't really have to, you don't have to add any immediate contributors because you could only feed so many mouths. Right. Right. And that's kind of the, that's the model that we've seen a lot of teas. We talked about the Tampa Bay model and we're talking about the new model basically is don't get the quarterback and then build around them. But the, mo- the other model now is basically build everything else and then look for your quarterback. I, I guess my point is we know pretty much as a fact that this coaching staff is, is higher on Jared Goff than most people are. We know mm-hmm. that they, they have a lot of confidence in him. So if they surround him with a good offensive line, a good one, two, three punch at wide receiver, a good number one tight end and a pretty good backfield in running backs, you're going to get a pretty good litmus test of what Jared Goff's ceiling is. I just, my, my hypothesis is, is like, that's basically what Tennessee did with Ryan Tannehill though. And that didn't end well for, for Tennessee. So like, I mean, granted though, Tennessee gets the playoffs. That's, that's happy enough for lions fans. I'm just saying though, that's not a solution. I really want to bank on. If, the one real quick, the one other name I think we have to bring up, right, is a name that's been linked to Detroit, and that's Marquez mm, Valdez right. Scantling, somebody yes. that a lot of people are familiar with, former Green Bay Packer. Um, I, I guess he could be a Green Bay Packer because anybody can be a Green Bay Packer, <laughs> according to the start of you know the uh, the legal tampering period. But um, what what I'm about, a Green like, Bay Packer. What what does that say to you? It, it says that the Lions are really interested in that specific receiver again because you're talking about a big body guy like Marquez Valdez Scantling is six four, he's fast, he's got leaping ability. Like obviously not in the realm of Allen Robinson, but he could still be a really expensive player. They definitely they definitely have a type. They definitely have a type that they're going for. I don't I 
he's definitely not going to go for Allen Robinson money, but I think he will commit just seeing where this market's going. He will command a pretty penny out there at, uh, yeah. I, the, I'm, I'm wary of, of any guy whose stats are bolstered by Aaron Rodgers. He, he can make a bad receiver look good. I, I don't have a lot of interest in, in Marcus Valdez-Scantling. It's also worth noting that I think the lines were among, like, what, seven or eight other teams listed in the Aaron, Aaron Wilson tweet, who's the one who reported that the lines were interested. But but you're right. I, I think it's it's just it's a type, right? And, and to me, this is just them casting a wide net. Uh, people aren't going to get very excited about the signing if, if that's who it is. I don't think it takes the lines out of the market. Like e- even if Allen Robinson signs, I still think there's a really good chance the Lions draft a wide receiver. If Marcus Valdez Scantling is is the signing that they get at wide receiver, I still think there's a good chance they draft two wide receivers. Um, so I don't yeah, know. I'm not high on him. No matter what they do at wide receiver, they sign one, they don't sign one. Wide receivers in play at 32, it's in yep. play at 34. Um, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Um, but let let's shift to the safety talk. Sure. Yeah. yeah. Um, so Quandre Diggs, our old friend, got three years, 40 million. I think that I don't know if that set a market, but that's a good benchmark here. Lions, as we said, they they agreed to terms with Tracy Walker for three years and they're kind of quiet on the Marcus Williams front. And I know that we had questions during the break. Does Tracy Walker take them out of maybe looking at Kyle Hamilton, the draft? And my answer to that is completely no. They're still in the play for Kyle Hamilton. But Considering the other options that would be there at 232-34, Jeremy, um, I mean, do you see them breaking off the money for Marcus Williams? I'd love it. I would love it. If 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 the Lions like I don't know if this is how their books are are, are currently looking, but if the Lions take all the money that they're thinking about throwing at Allen Robinson and throw it at Marcus Williams instead, <laughs> I'm in hundred percent. Um, because yeah, I listen, we we talked we've talked tirelessly about how important safety is to this team's defense, how they're kind of almost like the quarterbacks. Like I know the, the, the green dot is with the linebacker, but it's really the safety that's directing a lot of that traffic. And we've been dying to get someone good next to Tracy Walker forever. And Marcus Williams knows, you know, he knows Aaron Glenn. So there's going to be some motivation to come here. Alex Anzalone is good friends with him and, and talked up Marcus Williams today during his press conference I think it makes so much damn sense. And I don't know what the market is going to be. I mean, we're talking about one of the top free agents, period, this free agency period, not, not just at safety, one of the best guys available period. So it's not going to come cheap, but throw the bag at that man, because this team needs a whole lot. Like we're, we're talking about getting the, the offense, their last piece, potentially the defense still needs like its second piece. Like there, there's not a lot of pieces on defense that this team can rely on long-term Marcus Williams would be that dude. So I, there hasn't been anything about Marcus Williams for, from any team, not just the Lions. No one has, you know, been rumored to be linked to him, but it just makes too much sense for the Lions. If there's one guy that really I've been banging the table for um, since, you know, we started talking about free agency. I think Marcus Williams is the one that makes the most sense. And, and Marcus Williams, the, the only thing that I can add is I, I, I know that there was some talk about like <clears throat> with him, you're talking about maybe 15 16, 17 million dollars a year for a safety. I, I, I don't know how rich it's going to be after what the Chargers just signed JC Jackson for. Like, I mean, Chargers JC, are going all out, man. They, they are going all out. And that's the luxury that getting a quarterback on a rookie deal and a left tackle on a rookie deal can afford you. Um, you can sign guys like Mike Williams and then you can go out and you can make big splashes in free agency. Hopefully they get it right. But I mean, you're talking about a guy who's uh, an outside corner. Like, that's like the premium position at defensive back. 
and JC Jackson gets around $16 million a year um, on average. So maybe Marcus Williams is in that $15 million range. And I I'm, I'm with Jeremy, like at, at that price point. Yeah. Do it, man. Like, yeah. All right. Um, are there, is there any, uh, as we head down the stretch here on this mini podcast, uh, the big quest, we have two big questions and it's basically the first one up. Are there any other free agents you are looking at right now? You're watching, hoping to see, Lions either make a move or they're in the market for them or what have you. Maybe one I, name I, to each of us or so. I, I got two and one, okay. one cheap one, like Bobby Wagner is still in, incredibly intriguing to me. I mean, you, you don't get a hall of fame linebacker on the market, still playing at a high level very often. And, you know, if, if everyone's down on Alex Anzalone, one way to, to turn that around real quick is to sign someone like Bobby Wagner. I have no idea if he has any interest in coming here, and I have no idea if the Lions really have any interest in throwing the bag at him or, or how much they would. It's also kind of one of those, like, eh, do you really want to throw the bag at, at a guy aging when you might not be in that window where you're going to compete for a title? Um, but having a, a veteran guy like that, especially when you got a couple of young guys like Sean Dion Hamilton and uh, and why can't I think of the draft pick from last year right now? Linebacker. Someone help me. What are we looking for? The linebacker who was drafted last oh, year. Oh, Derek Barnes. Derek, Derek Barnes. Barnes. Man, you had, <laughs> a, my, you had a moment It's a long day. Me. It's yeah. a long day. I'm sorry. Um, but having Bobby Wagner teach someone like Derek Barnes, like Spielman and Bobby Wagner being in your ear, like you better be good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Have two smarter guys in here. And then the other one I want to talk about is, is PJ Williams. I wrote a little bit about him on the site over the weekend. Um, there's a quote from Aaron Glenn that talks about PJ Williams. He, he's technically a safety, maybe a corner. If the lines don't get Marcus Williams, PJ will uh, PJ Williams is, is like the best consolation prize you could potentially get. And let me, let me pull up this quote from uh, Aaron Glenn. He says, that's the thing I was talking about with the veterans we have here. They just know football and you, you just give them some parameters to play in and some ideas on how we have to do certain things. And they'll just go out and perform for you. And that's what PJ did for us. So PJ in baseball, they call it a five-tool player. I don't know if I'm saying it the right way they use it, but PJ can play safety for us, and that's either one, free or strong. He can play nickel, he can play dime, he can play corner. So he's available player for our defense. Speaks pretty highly of a guy, and, and we already saw the Lions use a bunch of their defensive backs in a bunch of different ways. So PJ Williams, to me, would be a great consolation prize where if, if they can find kind of a toolkit where they, they can plug him anywhere they want, they, the lines could use some depth at outside corner. They could use some depth at nickel. They could use a guy that they can plug in at either safety spot. I think that's a really smart play that not enough people are talking about. So PJ Williams, keep an eye on, on that one. Go ahead, Chris. Yeah. I want to talk about a position in particular because I know the draft has all got everyone very hyped about Aiden Hutchinson and to a lesser degree, Kayvon Thibodeau. And now, now, um, uh, Walker and I, Trayvon Walker. Am, Cape, am I making Cape? What? No, no, you're right. Sorry, I'm an idiot. Yeah, Tra- yeah, yeah, you're, you're right. Throw me Trayvon. off here. <laughs> I'm off my game right now. <laughs> but I, I want to talk about edge in defensive end in free agency because I think there's some interesting options out there. Um, Hassan Reddick just got signed by the Eagles on a big three-year, forty-five million dollar deal. Um, which basically I think spells the end for, for Derek Barnett's time in Philadelphia. Dante Fowler Jr. is the big one on the board right now. Um, I was looking at, you know, I know he just tore his ACL. I mean, his Achilles, excuse me, late 
I don't know if he'd be even ready for the season, but like I saw it to Karis McKinley's name out there. His, his time in Atlanta didn't end well, but before he tore his Achilles, he was on kind of a comeback bend with Cleveland. And there's some other names out there. There's other reclamation projects out there. Everyone seems to love trying to fix whatever's wrong with Jadavian Clowney. Uh, Morgan Fox is a former, is a former Ram who didn't really, his time didn't really go well down in, um, Oh God, I just had it up. Where did he play? Was he with Carol? I think he was with Carolina last year. I could be wrong. Excuse me. I lost my, my bookmark. Uh, but there's, there's enough on the edge that like, look, the lions, I don't, they're, they're not, it's not a Trey flowers world. So I, I don't know if they go back to the well on, on edge, if that comes in free agency, but obviously I think they're going to need both rotation. They have some rotational pieces. They could probably use another rotational piece and they definitely need, starters at, at, at both, at, at both edge. So do you guys see them making that? I, I kind of see them making that deal. I just don't know who that name is. I mean, there's obviously two big holes to fill, right? With, with, yeah. um, as you mentioned, Trey flowers, then who knows what we'll, we'll talk a little bit about Charles Harrison in a second here, but if, if they don't resign him, like, yeah, they're going to need a rotational guy. Cause I don't know if you can count on Romeo Quara coming off an Achilles to be your, your main mm-hmm. starter. And then I don't even know who number two is. If the lines don't draft a guy. Yeah, for sure. Um, I'll throw out two guys real quick. Uh, Kaiser white um, from the Los Angeles chargers. Uh, I, I think that he could be an option as a linebacker played safety at West Virginia. Um, so he's one of those hybrid players um, that primarily plays in the box, but sometimes he moonlights and does some things where he plays uh, in the slot as well. So um a, a guy to keep an eye on just because I, I think that the lions are still in a market for a linebacker. I don't think Alex Anzalone, I mean, the team hasn't re-signed Jalen Reeves Maven yet. So, I mean, like right. it, it's, it's something where it's still a high priority need linebacker is like just as important, if not more important than safety at this point. Um, and uh, the other name that I wanted to throw out a safety would uh, be Xavier Woods um, played in Minnesota last year Um had, you know, four years in Dallas, but he's a guy who you look at the way that he gets used. Um, I, I think as a, as a box safety, um, as a guy who can moonlight and do some slot and corner stuff, um, he, he could potentially be an option too. Uh, if the lions, I don't know, swing and miss on Marcus Williams or just don't pursue him at all. Um, I, I would probably throw him in the PJ Williams talk without having the Aaron Glenn rub, I guess. I like it. Yeah. All right. And as you alluded to, let's talk about who is left to sign. So I was really high up on talking about edge because I really like the idea of Derek Barnett. And, but again, to Jeremy's point, and we had talked about this too, because like, I don't know if Charles Harris comes back, but he's one of the big, I think he's the name the lions have yet to sign right now. There's I, I put him, I put that in Jalen Reese Maven as like the two names the biggest names left to sign, but we'll just run down these and I'll ask the guys, like, do you want us any of them back? So let's start with the big one, Jeremy, Charles Harris. I, I mean, I'd love to have him back, but it, it needs to be at the right price. And, and that's, I don't, I don't know what he's going to get. That's the ultimate. And I think that's probably what the lines are doing right now. They're probably like, why don't you go see what's out there? Tell us what you're, what you're getting offered and and then talk to us. And maybe we'll, we'll up that offer or something like that because I don't want to pay $10 million for a guy like him. I don't, I don't know. Yeah, the, the market already like got set. The, the market already got set, set. And like, I know, as I said, Hassan Reddick, who's one of the top passer, who's one of the top pass rushers out there, like uh, got 
I think average 15 million. Right. And, and Charles Harris really only has one good season to his name. So I, I think, I think the lions have a lot of what he's looking for in uh, a team that knows how to use him, a team that trusts him coaching staff that coached him up a coaching staff that gave him an opportunity to get the bag. So I think there's a lot of reasons for him to come back. The question is just the price has to be right for the lions. And if, if they can get him like on a five, $6 million deal, like I'm all in, if they, if they have to, get any like even a little bit higher than that i'm not i'm not so sure and i don't think you get charles harris back on that kind of deal i think charles harris goes and signs a contract somewhere else north of nine million dollars yeah so no on charles harris jalen reeves maven i don't know why this one has it i mean i don't, I don't want to overreact because we're only you know at this point what five seven hours into free agency but i'm a little surprised this one hasn't happened yet because again like Free agency is about building contingency plans and Jalen Reeves Maven's a good special teamer and played okay football for you as a, as a linebacker last year. And I don't think he'll be expensive. I don't think there's a lot of risk in bringing him back. Uh, maybe, maybe the Lions just want to upgrade or maybe it was a question between him and Alex Anzalone. I don't think that's necessarily true, but yeah, I, I kind of want him back because one, he's exactly what you want in a backup linebacker, which is someone who can play special teams and fit in as, as a starter. And like, I still think there's starter potential there. Like, Last year was kind of the the first year since maybe his rookie year where he actually got a lot of playing time and didn't look completely out of place at it. So I, I'd be down for resigning, and I, I think it would be an economical move too. Real quick, I'm going to say yes, but I think that going into this tampering period and going into free agency, I thought that the the signings of – Alex Anzalone and Jalen Reese Mabin would be reversed. Like yeah. I thought that the team would prioritize somebody like Jalen Reese Mabin, who they spoke glowingly about, not that they didn't about Anzalone, but it seemed like Reeves Mabin has the upside and the special teams ability. And then all of a sudden they sign Alex Anzalone. And then it seems like, Oh, well maybe, maybe that's not the case. Um, so it gives me pause on, on whether or not they're going to sign him, but maybe Jeremy, I, I think that maybe it's the kind of deal where they can kind of sit back and they're like, yeah, Jalen's going to sign back with us. We'll, we'll wait and see how, you know, the rest yeah. of everything kind of shakes out. Yeah. All right. Uh, who else we got here? Nick Williams. Now, obviously a pretty controversial one. Jeremy's already shaking his head now. Okay. No, I mean, the, the, the only thing I'll say is, you know, he, he was a strong leader in the locker room. A lot of players and coaches books spoke of his leadership. Um, but to me, just not, 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 he's up there in age that the talent on the field isn't there. The lines need to start developing the young talent mm-hmm. they have in the interior defensive line. So I don't really see a reason to do it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I don't see it either. I mean, when, when you have the Chicago bears out here signing Larry o and Joby for, I mean, a spoil of riches, you know, I, I don't know. Let, let Nick Williams go get paid. Let him go get paid. All right. Um, real quick. The last two Khalif Raymond. I mean, maybe for some depth, but guy, the guy played value. The, the one thing he does bring is special teams in, in terms of punt and kick stuff. And I don't know what the mm-hmm. lines are going to do necessarily there. I, again, if the price is right, but probably not. I, I, I want to see him back. Okay. I, I'm I'm in on Khalif Raymond because of the punt return, because of the kick return, but also because like he is a nice little gadget player. Like sure. he's a guy who has speed on the outside. And if you want to run a play, he can do that. Um, again, as all of these things contingent on the right price, but I, yeah, I'm, I'm in on Khalif Raymond coming back. And finally, last one would now be third string quarterback, David Blau. Who cares? <laughs> yep. I know that's a great note to end on. Sure. Fantastic. Maybe. 
<laughs> All right. I think we can wrap this up in uh, good time. I we managed we to go through this whole show without news breaking for the Lions. Okay, guys. The only I... thing that really happened was Demarcus Lawrence uh, got signed like fully guaranteed money, which again, going to the edge market is kind of crazy, but. I yeah, hope on, on. Da- I hope David Blau has a long and fortuitous career in the NFL. It doesn't really matter if he's with the Detroit Lions next year. Or not. No, no, he doesn't. In fact, they couldn't even see the field when Boyle was throwing those interceptions. Was kind of uh, uh, tells enough. I, I kind of did you jinx us? I only a little bit. I jinxed Ryan because Xavier Woods just signed with the Panthers. So sorry about uh, that. Hmm. Uh, Rough, brutal. Well, see, I was suggesting players that got signed during the <laughs> podcast. That's how good they were. <laughs> well, Somebody Ryan, saw as this punishment. stream and made the deal. <laughs> well, Ryan, as punishment, you should send us out. Uh, see you, Starside, or some shit. 